0: Mark Thunder, I welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you guys?
0: Oh man, we're doing good, doing good, doing hanging fantastic.
2: in there. Fantastic, <laughs> I know. It's trying to stay busy during this COVID stuff. I mean, honestly, it's honestly one of the most busiest times we've ever been. Seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah, same as me actually. I I'm I'm shooting at the moment. I'm shooting a show called Lock and Key and uh we're like uh yeah, we're we're it's it's a hundred miles and running.
2: Yeah, oh, I man. can only imagine. That's like one of Netflix's big shows right now. So I'm super pumped
1: for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's uh it's a good one. And they're a really good bunch of people, which always makes a huge, huge difference. You know, the cast are great. The crew are great, and you know my my producers are great, and my showrunner. You know, so it's a it's a job that I really enjoy doing. And this season, I think I'm doing four episodes.
0: Oh, so, fantastic! Uh, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to talk about that, and I, I well, what I would imagine it with the strict COVID regulations and guidelines and all that, we're going to jump into heavy into that about how the how that's going. Um, what we like to do though is kind of start out with a little introduction to the fans who might not be familiar with who you are, um, and kind of talk about how you got started in the industry. I, I heard a rumor that you went to school actually for architecture. Is that correct? So uh, <laughs> yeah. how how did that kind of like swing into the whole directing and filmmaker kind of aspect? Well, how'd that happen?
1: It's really, it's really, it's really weird because you know when people ask me, you know, about about this and say, oh, you know, how did you become this? I always sort of go, if I'm honest with you, if I had a choice in it, I wouldn't do it because it's really tough and it's it's been a, it's been a real struggle to get there. It's always it's it's who I am. If I'm honest with you, I know it sounds really kind of like uh, ridiculous, but it's not. It's the real truth. I've been writing stories since I was about six. Mm. You know, I've still got my my original stories that my dad let me use his typewriter on, huh. and um, so I've been. I've you know, I've always been a storyteller. You know, I've always I've never had. I've been very lucky. I've never had a proper job. I've always I've always just been in the in the in the industry and. um and I wrote my first play when I was at school. And, you know, and, and, and so that was the first thing I ever got produced when I was about 14. And so I always knew that I was going to do something sort of in this field. But I didn't I didn't know what, because, you know, I'm from, I'm sort of was brought up in Africa stroke, sort of went to boarding school in England, but I just didn't know. And then, um, so um, I... I wanted to be an actor, but my dad said to me, and this is the truth, he said, you know, you need to do a career that can survive Armageddon. <laughs> <That was laughs> a <thing. Yeah>. There <laughs> you go. Thinking, Smart man. Yeah. I remember thinking, all right, that's really good. And then of course, I now realize that of course stories have been around, you know, since we were cavemen, you know, yes. so actually I should have, I should have stuck to my guns and, and, you know, and just carried on. So I didn't. So I, I did a, I did a, I did a, I did a, I did a discipline that was an art and a science, which was architecture. And, uh, i um that was when i that was when i spent some time in U- at UNcc the school of architecture there that's a really good school really good program and um i uh, and at at the school at the school of architecture actually in, in in charlotte i um i did a i did a film studies um sort of um uh, what do you guys call it when you do those kind of, you know, you, you know, you, whatever, you, it's very different in England. You kind of just go into a class, but you guys have these kind of like programs that you do. We right. like, pick up this pick up that. and I did, I did that. And, and so, um, you know, and then I, I, my, my lecturer sort of said to me, look, you know what, you're never going to do this. And also your buildings don't ever stand. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, which is always a good, which is always, you know, if you study oxygen, your building should really stand. And, uh, and so I, uh, I eventually, uh, and he put a, he put a job application for, for the BBC in my pigeonhole, and that was it. You know, I joined the BBC straight from college, and you know, and that was it. I kind of just carried on on this sort of path. I mean, I'm making it sound very simple and very kind of like you know that it was kind of an upward trajectory, but it's not. I mean, right. it's, you know, it's, right. it's you know, I said I said to people that if I'm really honest with you, stamina. Is a far more valuable talent than and, and talent is. You know, um, I think just to keep going and being belligerent about it. You know, because it's like swimming out to sea. There was a point where I was so far out to sea that I couldn't go back to land. You know, mm. um, and this is all this is all what I did, and so I just kept going and I've just kept going and going and going and going. And you know, if I'm honest with you, I'm really now in the last you know maybe seven eight years beginning to see the the results of it. You know, um, of all that really be hard work.
0: You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's important though because we have a lot of listeners who are up and comers and I think it's always important for them to know that you have to be dedicated, you have to be committed yeah. because I think a lot of people, you know, they they watch the award shows or they they go to the movies and they think, oh my gosh, this is a dream, I want to do this and they think they're going to just go right out there and jump in and it's yeah. kind of going to happen and it's not like that. It's It's a ton of hard work. There's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of downtime where you're not working. You know, and I think when we have guests come on and tell the reality of it, you know, it's so important because if you're not passionate, if you're not driven, if you're not committed to succeed, you're you're gonna be out of it real quick.
1: Absolutely, you know, and you know the things that you think are the issues. You know, like you know, you think oh, it's gonna be getting the break, it's gonna be you know finding ideas, it's gonna be all those sorts of things. Actually, the real reality of it is not that at all. You know, for me, the one thing that I wish someone had told me when I first got into this was, you know, look, mate, you know, uh, our life, our lives are basically like carnies. We're carnies. Only, you know, only we don't sleep in caravans, you know. I mean, you know, I spend sometimes maybe two weeks of a year at home, you know. Mm, yep. Um, because, you know, I live in L.A. and nothing shoots in L.A., you know. And so I have to go everywhere else in the world, you know. You know, I'm in, I'm in Canada now. and I'll be in Canada until the end of April. You know, and so you know, for me, that's something that's a big, big deal. You know, and that's something that I really stress to anybody trying to get into this game. And it's that it's like, you know, what if this is something that you think you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna do from home? Think again, because you have to go to the places where they make, where they make films. And that's at this point, you know, at, you know, Atlanta, New York. Um, you know um some places in some places I know, I know i know um i know they're making some stuff in north carolina actually oh uh, they are um, yeah you know and and you know and but but mainly mainly canada is the real place you know vancouver and toronto and so you know you know you got to be prepared that you're going to put a lot of strain on your family you know if you're going to do this properly you know um and so it's a real it's you know and i like i said i wish someone told me that when i first started and said look you know you know, there's a cost for this, you know, and, you know, the cost is great, you know, it's, it's, you know, in terms of, you know, in terms of kind of like the offset, you know, it's, but it is, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard game. But, you know, I, I need to be very clear again, you know, as my, as hard as it is, you know, it's not as hard as, you know, nurses, it's not as hard as teachers right. or people sweeping the streets, you know what I mean? So I've got a real sense of perspective about it. I'm very lucky doing what I do. I'm very lucky what I do. And I, and I, I, and I, I take it as a real privilege. I take it, I take it really seriously. I mean, really seriously. Uh, and and i think it's a real honor to to be doing this you know because um it's 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 an incredible it's an incredible job and i feel really really lucky to to be doing it i mean unbelievably lucky
2: definitely and i mean we hear so many times from guests that come on the show that you have to get in it for the right reasons like yourself you it's what you are it's who you are like this is why you want to Get up every day and start pressing that record button and shooting film. You can't be in it just to be famous or get your name out there to be for all the glam and the glory. It's for like the actual passion of the art because filmmaking is an art. A lot, not a lot of people think about it, but I mean, it very much is an art form. And I love like just the passion coming from your voice. Hearing you talk about it is really inspiring to hear. So I'm really excited for the listeners to hear this one. Definitely. And I
0: think I, I love the old school aspect because you. You referred the very first thing almost out that you said is storyteller. Yeah. And I feel like the art of storytelling in filmmaking – is almost a lost art lately you know it, it's all if it's not big explosions or special effects yeah. you know and i feel like it, we, we need filmmakers who are storytellers who haven't forgotten how to move a picture along with story you and, know and, and or then,
2: tell somebody else's story exactly. there's so many reboots right now <laughs> and remakes right. that there needs to be new stories to be told and there's so many young up-and-coming filmmakers like yourself that are telling great stories so that's why we're so privileged to have you on the show oh
1: uh, thank you you man i appreciate you guys saying that you know for me if i'm being honest with you you know i i I feel i i feel like I feel like the essence of kind of why why I like to tell stories is because, you know, usually it's about a problem that, that I'm having sort of internally or mm-hmm. usually it's a problem that I think that you might be having internally. But I think if we can try and talk about it through story, then then we can have communion because, you know, you're going to identify with it and I'm going to identify with it, you know? And so, you know, you know, in relation, like say to the film, for instance, I don't know if you guys have the chance to see it or I don't know if they sent it to you, but, but, you know, for me, for me, when I, when I, when I, when I picked up the script, there were so many themes in there that, that really rank, really rang true inside and, and you know, things about rage, things about, mm-hmm. you know, the nature of violence, things about, you know, you know, the place of, of the black man in sort of a white world, because mm. obviously I'm black, things like, you know, things like, you know, things like belief, things like urban versus rural, you know, things like sort of house Negro versus field Negro, all of these things for me we in the script that we just sort of extrapolated and sort of turned up and turned down. And, you know, I think for me, that's the real key. You know, for me, once you have once you have that resonance in the work thematically that it resonates in your heart, you've got an umbilical cord to the work. And that is the thing that keeps you that, that, you know, that gets you out of bed every day. It's not money. It's not the fame. It's not the glamour. It's the fact that you really want to tell you really want to tell this story. And you're really passionate about the story because you hope that it's going to touch Somebody else, and you hope the dramatic question you're asking in the story, you know, uh, is 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 going to is going to touch somebody else, and they're going and they're going to they're going to feel it. You know, I don't think people uh, watch it at home going, "Hmm, what the themes are on this? What's the subtext?" That's not that's not what they do, but they feel something. And I right. think if, you're, if your bedrock is emotion. Which is where i 'm always trying to come from you know it, you know if your bedrock is always emotion then then you, then, you, then I think then I think you 've got something you know and I think you 've got something that's, that's that's valuable and and you know i i i I read, I read a book on David Fincher once, and David Fincher talks about how he he 's never done it, but how he wants to go to 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 teach to teach at a university and he'll know who the director is because he'll ask someone to stand up and, and you know, the guy stands up, he says, right, you, what's your film about? And the guy says, well, my film's about, and Fincher says, no, shut the fuck up and sit down. The (laughs) director, The director's the guy that says no, no. You shut the fuck up and listen, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And, and that kind of like you know that sort of idea that you know that you know it's really important. You know, I mean, honestly, the way I look at it is literally like you two. I literally go, look, I've got a story to tell you. Have a listen. So it starts like this, and that's how I look at it. You know, it's it's I look at it like that, and I look at it and going, you know, if I'm going to take your time, right, or ask you to give me your time, then I've got to make it valuable, right? I've got to be giving you something back, and for me, it's emotion. You know, I can't, I, you, know, I, you know, I get I get spectacles also a big part of this. But for me, it's emotion and entertainment, you know, and, and I think, you know, hopefully we did that with the film. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely, and I want to talk about your directorial debut because I think that's why one that was so successful because we talk about it all the time about when when we watch a movie, you know, or we watch a show that that we can connect to. It's because you have characters that you can relate to. You you know somebody that's going through that, you've been through that, or you know. And and I think hush. I want to talk about that for that that for anybody who doesn't know the directorial debut psychological thriller, obviously. So it plenty of meat to have people connect to. This story and and to these characters and is that how you go about like with your projects um, even television because you've made the transition in the television and uh, my goodness the, the shows the list of shows that you've got on your resume are fantastic you mentioned Lock and Key <laughs> uh, Lucifer Gotham uh, I mean Blind Spot all of these shows are story driven by far Pearson I was a huge fan of Pearson was so upset that I didn't get a second season um, what's your process behind you know the projects that you choose Do, are you very picky about it has to be story driven or it has to have that connection and if it not do you pass on it or or what's your approach for that
1: yeah that's exactly it i mean you know you want to try and give birth to them you know hush hush i gave birth to quote unquote you know right and hush you know i was on a train in in london and a guy basically just got on and started sort of like you know he saw me and he saw a few other black people and started going on really racially about about they, there was no other black people it was just me actually and my and my girlfriend at the time who's now my wife and he started going on about about us and this and that and that and nobody said anything apart from me and i remember thinking god that's really interesting you know what's the what's the line in us all between you know um self-interest and social responsibility right when do we get involved and when when do we walk away and I remember thinking, I really want to talk about this, you know. And that's when Hush came about. And Hush is about a guy who's driving on a freeway, and a truck goes past. The back of the truck comes up, and in the back he sees a naked woman screaming and asking for help. And and then he gets to a, to a, to a traffic uh, tr- a traffic uh, jam, and he can help her, and he doesn't. And I've pitched that I've pitched that question to people, you know, at dinner parties or wherever I've been, and said, look, what would you do? And people have gone, oh, I would pretend I didn't see her. Some guys have gone, I would would go, you know, confront the driver. Everybody has a different response, you know, Uh but I knew I knew that that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, now, if I'm honest with you, um, yes, you know, um, it's very much for me about the people uh, uh, when I choose TV stuff. It's very much for me about the people and very much for me about the show and what it allows me to do. And I need to explain. I operate camera so which is quite rare in terms of directors and all my heroes like Soderbergh and Tony Scott and Ridley Scott and Zack Snyder all these guys operate camera uh-huh. and I, and Jim, Jim Cameron used to operate camera doesn't anymore but used to and for me it, you know it's 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 the final frontier in directing because I have complete complete communication with the performer and I feel the scene and so for me now a lot of the shows that I'm choosing for example at Loft and Key I say to them, look, guys, I need to be on camera, and they go, absolutely. We really, we really invest in that. We really agree with that. We really want that, you know. And so for me now, it's not just about the people and the subject and the theme. It's also about the way that I do my job. The way that I do my job is so 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 important to me because, you know, I can I can cut so many corners by operating. I don't have to go through another several sieve of communication to get the shot that I want. You know, if I stand in front of the light. The DP moves the light. You know, if an operator stands in front of the light, the operator has to move. So I have this. I have this. It's, I call it. I almost. I almost feel bad because it feels like I'm cheating. You know. Also this, you know. But there's also this communication. Like I said, with the lenses that, that I have, and I know exactly what lens to use. I know when to move. I can see what the actors doing with their hands. It's. It's for me. It's the kind of. It's kind of. You know. It's a kind of ultimate sort of. You know. Ultimate sort of place that I'm in now. You know. And and I've done it on all these shows. I did it on the Passage. I did it on um i did it on um daybreak you know i did it on tell me a story i did it on doctor who all of these jobs i operated camera not every day but you know some scenes someday you know whatever it might be on doctor who, i operated all the time mm. and on spell i operate i operate all the time and so for me now they're the, they're all the things that really come into come into my decision making you know um I I do I do I do love TV because it's 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 an incredible it's an incredible sort of um, discipline you know to do you know the amount of time you got to do it and to sort of kick out you know like Gotham was a huge show yes. and to kick out the sort of quality of work that we did in that amount of time was really difficult. Um, but the issue with TV is you know to some extent you know you're the vessel of someone else's creativity, right? Okay. Which is the nature of the game, right? That's the nature of the game. There's no point complaining about it. But the point is is that you know. I have a boss, like at the moment, I've got a boss He's a great guy called Carton Coos, and it's his show, right? and I'm very aware of that, and I deliver what, I deliver what, what he wants, right? You know what I mean? I push it, absolutely, you know, and he expects that, but it's his show, and I'm very clear about that, um, you know, and so for me, what I love about the film is it's my film. You know, spell is my film. Hush is my film. All the decision making in that is mine. You know what I mean? From the credits, the titles, to the to the songs, the music, to the sound design, everything is is mine. You know, that's a very different different you know very different thing to to, to do and so you know I, i'll never ever not do tv um, for me it's like i said it's it's part of who i am now and i love working you know i love working with the different crews absolutely but really really cinema for me is kind of where i want to be
0: well you brought it up so let's jump into it the new one that just came out and uh we are super we don't want to drop any spoilers yet because it's just out we want people to watch it and see it but i gotta tell you man just from the trailer alone it is intense it is spooky. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like it is definitely in for a thrill ride from start to finish. Uh, phenomenal cast. We're of course talking about Spell. So l- let's talk about it, man. Let's jump into it. T- talk about how that all came about, where the story is from because I think a lot of people are aren't familiar with hoodoo. I kn- I know when we first saw it and saw the disc- we're like, "Wait, hoodoo? What?" So talk about that and where that comes from and what it's all about, man. We're super excited. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, um you, you know, the last one I made was you know, over eight years ago. It, well, it was released in 2012, but actually made it two years before that, and um, it did well. It did really well. You know, it, it made like $66 six million. It only cost three and a half. You know, that would be Jennifer that little Lawrence. one with
0: Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 That
1: that house I, at the end of the street one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it did, it did really well. And, you know, it's so interesting. It sort of had a renaissance this summer over COVID, you know. And it, I got sent an article, I got sent a sort of link that said, you know, why this film is, why this forgotten Jennifer Lawrence film is owning the internet. And it was really good to see that people had discovered it on their own. It Absolutely. Really, really, it was really it was really, it was really, lovely because it got panned very much by the critics. And it felt, it felt. I always thought to myself, God, did you guys watch the same film that I made? Because you're not, you're not picking up on any of the themes and any of the sort of, like, tapestry that we were over there. And so it was really, it was really difficult. It's really difficult for me, um, but but then and I sort of went into TV and then I sort of had to wait for the perfect storm to 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 kind of book a film, you know. Uh, and yeah. it's very it's very difficult, you know. The truth of the matter is, if you're a person of colour, it's very difficult to book a mainstream film. It is incredibly difficult, um, and you have to wait for the right film. You have to wait for the right opportunity, you know. I, I honestly I honestly argue that if 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 Spell um, was about a white family, I probably wouldn't have booked it. You know, if I'm really honest with you, you know, um, because it's just it's just it's just not it, those things are not given to us, you know. And so it's very difficult. You have to wait for a film that, one, they, they're looking for a certain voice on. Two, it's in a certain budget level. And three, it's got distribution. Right. There are the three things you need. Yeah, I could make a film. but If there's have distribution, you're in trouble. Absolutely. So I wait. I waited and waited and waited. And you get things called ODAs with open directing assignments and you read them. And, you know, a lot of them are not real, a lot of them are full of shit. And, you know, you spend a lot of time and effort, you know, pitching on them and they don't pay you. And it's just a, it's just I don't I don't do them. I don't do them because they're just you know, the room might not be warm. They're probably interested in some hot shop commercial director. They, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, what I mean, it's, it's all it's all it's all it's all it's all crap shooting. Right. It's, it's complete. It's complete chance. But with this one, I felt I thought I, felt I had opportunity, which is the key. I don't want the job to be given to me. I want to have the opportunity. And so this one came about. And like I said, I read it and I really relate to the themes. I really relate to some of the things that I could extrapolate from it. And like you, um, I'd heard of voodoo, but voodoo, I was like, what's that? And I started to look into it. And then I realized it was very similar to to, to a practice that my mum used to tell me about, who's from Zimbabwe. And in Zimbabwe, we have a thing called Juju and we have a a Nanga, which is a witch doctor, which is the same as a root worker and almost the same sort of kind of um, kind of kind of uh, kind of ideas. Uh, And and so with Hoodoo now which is different to voodoo, you know, voodoo for me is is very much kind of an amalgamation of sort of different, different things. You know, it it borrows a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of of that. And so adds it all together, but everything is kind of kitchen sink. It's all about things that are reachable, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, blood, sweat, tears, you know, garlic, things that you can do. And the slaves use this, slaves did this because they, they, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of wanted to hide it from the, from the masters. And so it's a very American idiom. And it's practiced by whites and black people, and it's it's something that I take very seriously, and I didn't want to laugh at it. I wanted to kind of like respect people that, that believed in this um, because, you know, some people believe in, in a white man on a cross. You know, some people don't. You know what I mean? It's not for me to judge that. It's Absolutely. not for me to ridicule that. It's for me to kind of like, you know, just present it. And I really wanted to make sure that people didn't think it was an evil practice. It's all about the person who's practicing it. It's all about the intent of the practitioner. It's not really about, 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 about the practice. And so again, I wanted to really put that, put that across and really sort of give a sort of measured sort of like take on it, you know? you know, uh, Yes, this woman's choices are different to mine and different to yours. And she she goes too far, absolutely, right? But at the same time, you know, she's coming from a place where she thinks she's doing what's right by her people, you know, and, um, you know, for me, when you got, um, uh, quote unquote, uh, uh, an antagonist like that, you know, I think you got something really interesting and, you know, and that's, that's how it came about. And, you know, uh, we were shooting it literally, we started shooting it a year ago today, <laughs> literally. And, um, you know, and here we are, here we are talking about it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of immensely grateful to Paramount who, who, who backed me and to uh, to my my execs there and you know wick and, and and ashley and all those people that really helped me get this film to where it is
2: oh, absolutely man yeah that's fantastic and i mean with approaching filmmaking with kind of that old school t- uh storyteller mind that also has some conflict in the nowadays times when it comes to distribution like streaming and or theatrical do you uh, how do you th- approach that? Are you okay with it being released on uh, video on demand as well as theaters at the same time? Because I know a lot of people want to see their film on the big screen. So how do you feel about that VOD?
1: Look, I, look, I, you know, again, and I've got to really preface this. You know, there's a lot of people out there, people that are really, you know, having to, able to say goodbye to loved ones that are dying. Mm-hmm. People that have lost their jobs, their businesses. I mean, there's some, you know, there's a lot of hurt out there, you know, and it's, it's really, it's really, it's really tough. And so you know when 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 COVID happened and we were going to go out on three and a half thousand screens, you know I was like, okay, you know we're probably not going to get a release, or you know they'll sell us to Netflix or you know or whoever one of the one of the streamers. You know that's what I really thought would was was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's a bit of that's a bit of a downer because you know I designed this from The lenses, for instance, you know the lenses are, are, are you know a widescreen and they're designed for the big screen. Mm-hmm. But more important, more importantly, you know thrillers and horrors and and you know and you know cinema in general is a community thing you know it's we you know we go to church you know and it's all about the feeling and the energy that's in that room from the people beside you you know and there's nothing quite like watching a horror film or a thriller you know with a room full of people you know it's it's brilliant it's electric you know it's brilliant
0: it definitely, definitely is i mean that, you know, there's no better feeling right you're like in the room and you see the entire yeah. theater jump
1: Right. I mean, yeah, you know, this scare moment. Oh, you're right. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And so I remember thinking, oh, OK, this is going to be interesting. Oh, how are we, we going to how, you know, how, uh, you know, what's going to happen? You know, and we tested it remotely. And again, it was weird. It was weird. and You know, we started editing it remotely, which was even weirder because, you know, we didn't have any screenings. And then suddenly uh, we, we, we got right to the end of post and suddenly um, it was it was the mix and it was and it was the color correction. And suddenly I could see it on the big screen. Right. And I was like, holy shit this is this is this is the first time i've really seen it like this right you know what i mean and i i couldn't believe it and i kept thinking oh man i feel real bad that people won't see it like this because the thing that really hits you are the performances you can see just the subtleties in the eyes you know when some when an eye is like six foot on a screen right you can just see everything you know it's 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 amazing and when it's on a when it's on a and also, you know, you can you can have a run at it. You know, the thing about why why what I love about movies, and I don't think a movie is a superior art form to TV. i not. I don't think that at all. What I love about movies is that you have a, a captive audience, right? You know, people have to watch the film, but when they watch it at home, they can press pause, they look at their phone, they get texts, blah blah blah. So they, they're not really arrested, you know. And so, and I kept thinking that. I kept thinking, oh man, you know, I'm really going to miss out on that. So. But you know like I said you know I'm really really grateful that we're getting a limited theatrical release I'm really grateful that we've get we're getting you know video in demand and you know I really hope people kind of like stumble across it and sort of you know see it and uh, and really enjoy it you know it's uh, that's kind of what what why we do it you know
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think just the performances by Omari and Loretta Divine are—they're brilliant, man. I I think that that I think people are going to stick to it, even if they're watching it at home. I don't think they're hitting the pause button. Like I said, the trailer alone is intense, and you, you, it makes you want to stay glued to it. So I think it's going to be hugely successful, man. I think you're going to see a lot of people 100%. jump to it, and uh, we we could not be more happy for you, dude, because we love uh, old school storytellers, and anytime we have the opportunity to have them on
1: and speak to them, we love love to do it man oh thank you mate I, I appreciate that you know it's it's really it's really like i said you know for me it's really it's really important and it sort of flows down into everything that i do in terms of like you know how we move the camera you know how we light you know everything for me is always about the narrative and coming off the narrative and and and, and feeling you know and emotion you know and i talk about it all the time if you get the emotion right everything everything else follows you know and and you've you've got to You've got you've got it, you gotta you've got to get it like that. You've got to get it right like that, you know. And there's there's people that I really admire, you know, that, that I think are really doing some amazing stuff and and you know, like James Gunn. I mean, I love James Gunn, you know, James Gunn for me, you know, I don't know quite how he does it, but he sort of does this work that's kind of incredibly emotional, yes. but also incredibly yeah. full of life, you know, and, and isn't disposable. And you can see that it you can see that he's got a real sort of you know, there's a, a real kind of, I would feel like really good directors have got a well of pain to draw from, you know, they've got something to say and they tap into this kind of pain and it drives them, you know, Spielberg Spielberg taps into his, you know, his parents' divorce, which kind of fractured him, you know, and, and you know, and his films are always about sort of fathers and sons or or family or, you know, they always are, or, or the lost children, you know, there's a kind of thematic kind of like journey that he's taken, you know, um, obviously he's stepped away from it at certain times, but, you know, there's there's, there's there's something there, you know. There's something there about the guy, and I think the same thing about James Gunn and, and all the storytellers that I really love uh, have got all of that, you know. And you can and you can and this is what I love about about these guys. You can sort of press pause on their films, and you know exactly that you know that's a Tony Scott film, you know that's right. a David <laughs> a film, you know, and that's a you know that's a Soderbergh film. You know what I mean? They're, they're that they're that good, and they're that they're that that brilliant at what they do, and you know you know I, I'm. I'm geez, I'm nowhere near there. But you know, that's kind of what I'm going for. I'm trying to sort of aim for a kind of, a kind of look and a style and a sort of, you know, and a and a, and a cut and a verb that's my own. You know, absolutely. absolutely. I
2: mean, we only see bright future ahead for you, man. I mean, your resume <laughs> alone has been amazing. So I'm so excited to see what you do for the future. And I mean. I mean, best to have you back on when you have something else (laughs) to talk about because, dude, this has been a blast. Um, Man, but what we like to do at the end of each interview is have our guests leave a little piece of advice for the up-and-comers that are trying to break into the industry and what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid?
1: You know, the first thing I would say is, um, you know, during the summer, I, I, you know... I ran this. I ran a room for young directors and and, and writers. And I got great guests. I basically tapped into all the people that I work with. You know, like showrunners. You know, like Carlton Coos, and, and I got like Harlan Coburn, You know, and uh, you know, I got some. I got some. You know, I got Larry Shearer who shot The Joke. I got these great kind of like guests on, and I so wish that I I I only had like thirty five or forty people on it. But I so wish that I had i you know, been able to kind of like reach out to like lots of people to kind of have them on this because what was, what was lovely about every guest that came on was the consistency. You know, I had them sort of do it, do a Ten commandments, which is kind of like you know rules that they sort of like created by stroke lived by hmm. stroke told stories by and it was so it was so amazing kind of how consistent they were you know like you know one of like the, the most important one was like you know be a good person <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, was, that was the most consistent one you know like really try and be a really good person you know we had some lovely things you know, you know a lovely showrunner that, that I worked with on Gotham called John Stevens. You know, was like, you know, always assume that people have the best intent. And I, and I love that one. You know, yes. but the one that the one, the one that I'm really going to tell the readers was the one that came from everybody to a T, which is all about productivity. If you're a writer, you have to write every day. You know, you have to, uh, you know, and if you're a storyteller, that means that you are a writer. And if you if, if you don't write, then learn how to write, you know. And if you're a filmmaker, you know, study the craft, you know, study study what it is, because it is a craft. It is such a craft. We're thinking about it today. We we're doing a shot that's a that's a new shot that we've developed called a catch and release, which is which is the camera coming off a crane, and then take being going into a, a, a Ronin, and then suddenly becomes a, a suddenly becomes a kind of handheld shot. And it's a really difficult shot to do. It's so difficult to do, because it has so many variables. You know, in terms of kind of like the people that are involved in making the shot, and we both me and me and the guy who was who was my DP Dylan McLeod, I looked at him today, and I and, I, and we just started laughing. You know, the shots five seconds long and it took us about four, maybe four five hours to get right oh, wow yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it is and that, and that's the point that i mean is that it's a craft and so for me this whole idea of sort of like you know doing it every day perseverance is the second thing i would say you know and you get you, people are saying no all the time and just saying you know what no i'm gonna keep going you know uh, like fincher says you know you shut the fuck up and listen and, and you know for me that perseverance. Is is are the two are the two things that really kept me going perseverance and doing it every day you know um, and then eventually I promise you you keep doing it every day you eventually get your break you will get your break you know and uh, and then when you get your break you know uh, that's kind of it you know once you know once you're sort of there and you know and if you treat people well and you're really respectful you know it's 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 kind of you know you just you just you just you just got to sort of you, you just got to be, be 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 a really nice person if I'm honest with you you know try that's and be it. a really good person.
0: Man doesn't yeah doesn't get any more real than that dude i mean I, I think i'm printing that shirt out though just shut the fuck up and listen oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm good i'm getting a shirt of that that's brilliant um dude yeah that's solid advice I, I, I think you can go a long way anybody listening you know to to understand that that's how you make it in this industry um we we again we just could not be more happy that you joined us i think the listeners are going to love this interview and are you on social media can they follow you on social media
1: no no i'm not i'm not on social media um you know um um just because frankly it's important to me that you know the storyteller and who i am you know don't don't start to merge and so no i uh i just kind of uh do my thing and hope people find the work and if they don't they don't if they do they do you know so no i'm kind of old school like that
0: no we love old school Ain't nothing wrong with that that's what we're here for man to tell people where to find your work it's all good we got you Exactly.
1: thanks guys listen thanks again for your time absolutely i can feel your i can can feel your passion which is pretty contagious as well so i appreciate it very much i really do i really really do
0: well, thank you, man, and, and best of luck in the future. Again, open invite. Anytime you have anything you want to talk about or come on, uh, we're, we'd be happy to have you, man. And good luck. Uh, continued success. And uh, good luck in Vancouver until April, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to need it, I think, yes. <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> okay, indeed, man. All right, dude. Take yeah. care now. Yes, man. Bye-bye. Bye, mate. Bye. Uh-huh. Say, uh,
2: bye-bye. So good, man. So good. That was great. Yeah, dude. I, I just love uh, – I mean –
0: we 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 get these every so often where they just come on and they're just like hardcore real. Yeah, like this is a tough business. It's a lot of no's. It's a lot of rejection. You got to deal with this. You got to come at it this way and just – I think it, we need that. And so I'm so thrilled that we have this platform because we do have all those up-and-comers. And it's like, hey, guys, it is fun. It is a dream. It, it's it's we love what we do.
2: But make no mistake, it is hard as shit. Exactly, exactly. And plus like the old-school mind frame of it. He's an up-and-comer that still has that old-school mind frame that's like, no, I'm going to stay away from social media. It's all about art. I want to have the camera in my hands, oh, like, yes. like all that good stuff. I
0: loved that part. I looked over at you because I know you, you, your camera too, and I just – you don't hear very many directors say anymore, I want to be behind the camera. I want to be sitting in the
1: chair. I love that, man. I, I love agree. that. I agree. Thank you again for coming on the show.